Okay, Shay, I've always wondered why you and I are so different. You have? (laughs) I mean, we're alike in a lot of ways, but we're very different too. And now I know. Because of today's episode. Absolutely. We break it down. What are we talking about? Enneagram. Yes, it's Shay's very favorite topic. (laughs) I'm like giddy. (laughs) Of all of 2021. It really is. I was listening to a podcast just this morning on the subject. Of course you were. (laughs) I know about numbers that don't even mean anything to me. I just was learning how to love my fours better. Oh, there you go. Right? Love your people. All those different numbers. I am so excited. If you don't know anything about Enneagram or you know something about it, but you're not sure, or you know a lot about it, or you think it's dumb, or I don't know, whatever you're, whatever you think about it, we're just talking about like our experience today in this episode. It's not super probably informative. It's more just like, here's how Shay and Erica are different. And we're using the Enneagram as a tool to like uncover it and love each other better. Yeah. And I can't remember the word now, but in this episode, be listening for the word that I mispronounced. I don't remember what the word is. You did? Yeah. I remember later being like, oh, I didn't say that right. Yeah. There you go. It's like a secret. Look, look for the hidden clue. In a lot of the episode, we really dive deep into our Enneagram numbers, but we cover them all. So whether you're an eight or a nine or a different number, I think you'll find something or listen to something interesting today. I hope if you don't know anything about Enneagram, just listening to us talk about it encourages you to like just see how what number you are. We'll put, you know, in the show notes today, I'm going to put some references and tools of like where people can go to get more information. Yeah. So check that. I don't know. I really thought this podcast was fun just because I like breaking down our friendship in a different level. Yeah. And if I have any guesses about a topic that Shay's going to want us to revisit, it's this one. <laughs> so make sure you listen and then let us know what you think. This is Enneagram. We're breaking down Enneagram right here today. Hey, everyone. I'm Erica. And I'm Shay. And we're two bestie moms breaking down topics each week here on our podcast. We cover everything from pop culture to travel, motherhood, organization, fitness, fashion, food, and so much more. We're two best friends just chatting about life. And we're so excited you're here. Hey, everyone. I feel like I have no idea what to expect today because this topic is Shay, all Shay, nothing but Shay. (laughs) She's going to influence and encourage and teach us all today. And I'm going to learn right alongside you. I I can't stop laughing because I'm like getting kind of giddy about today's episode. We're breaking down. (laughs) We're not breaking down Enneagram because we're not like qualified to do that. Oh, stop that. She's pretending like she's not qualified. She's read books. She's she's researched for this. She's listened to multiple, multiple, multiple podcasts. The girl is ready. I mean, what time is it right now? Look at your clock. <laughs> it's 10.55 a.m., yes. right? I've already listened to two podcasts. Today. Okay, you guys see what I'm saying? <laughs> She's ready. Don't don't sell yourself short, Shay. Go for it. No, I'm just really excited because I just think it's already... I've just started like getting interested in it in February and it's already like helping me. So, and if I'm, if I have enthusiasm, I feel helped, then I want to like share that. But no, I'm not an expert. I... I want to put a big old disclaimer out there to start. Is that okay with you? Oh, absolutely. The disclaimer is we just kind of dipped our toes in the Enneagram pond. And so if we say something that's incorrect, we're still learning and we don't know everything, but we're just like sharing from our hearts, right? I don't want to come across as like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like how I've been encouraged yes. since it. I would also like to say, Erica, is this a religion? 
No, not at all. Not anywhere close. Not at all. No, it's a tool. I heard on a podcast that (laughs) I heard this and I loved it. It said it's like a tool, kind of like a hammer. Like if you have a hammer, it can be so helpful in building a house. It builds, it creates, it brings new things to a house, but you can also take a hammer and destroy a house. So I think it's a tool that I am trying to prayerfully use to like help me be a better believer in Jesus and me be a better friend and love my people better and more. So it's a tool. It's not a religion. I'm not going to join some weird cult. You guys don't have to worry about that. I'm just using it specifically to make me a better follower of Jesus. That is what I want to make sure I get that out there. Absolutely. That was a great explanation. It's not the religion. Yes. Because I'm kind of giddy about it. (laughs) (laughs) But if she were to start a cult, she would invite all of you to join her first. And I feel like, listen, we, Eric and I don't know anything about cults. We probably shouldn't go down this road. <laughs> Sorry, that. that was totally a joke. But, I, just a but joke. I would have to think a lot of cult leaders might have eight personalities. I'm just saying that. Of course they do. Because <laughs> they're leaders. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We have a digress. Okay, let's just get it out here. I'm an eight on the, we're going to explain what in the Enneagram is and all of that. But I'm, I am um, identify as an eight. Erica, you identify as? As a nine. And this podcast is going to highlight my eightness like you guys don't even understand. Yeah. You guys, you should see her right now. She has <laughs> multiple notepads. She's got pins behind her ears and her hands. She's ready. Erica and I share a Google Doc for the Bestie Breakdown or like a Google drive like we have we share all documents but this is a private I have a private google doc because I didn't want her to see my notes in advance (laughs) this is gonna be fun we're glad you're here okay I listen I'm going to come across as uh, the dominant one which I am and this relationship by default since I identify as an eight but especially today because I got started and dragged Erica along into the Enneagram world. So I'm going to probably come across as talking a little bit more. No, let's go back to the analogy you used. So if I dipped my toes in the pond, Shay jumped into the shallow end <laughs> and made, and got her hair wet. Okay? Yeah. I'm Listen, that's I'm, where we are. I'm doing the breaststroke right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Just so everyone knows, that's kind of how well-versed we are in this. Me, not so much. Shay's all in. I'm all in. Okay. Erica said, like, do you have an icebreaker? Like, how are we, like, jumping in? So I was just going to ask, like, this question. I think our answers are really going to show our personalities. <laughs> okay, here okay, we go. Erica, if Tab came home and said that, you know, on Friday night, friends were coming over for dinner, what would your reaction be? I feel like this could go a lot of different ways. My initial reaction w- would be like, okay, who's coming? What are we going to make for dinner? Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I Uh think it would be, I mean, I would probably also be like, well, are you going to make sure the house is picked up with me? Like it would, you know, it would probably be a little bit more like that if he didn't ask before he invited people. But I would like go with the flow. It'd be fine. Yes. Okay. If Andrew came home, there would be one of two reactions. One, I would say like, no, that doesn't work for me. So tell your friends they can't come. (laughs) Right. Like Erica would never say that. No, I wouldn't. No. And so many times over the last 15 years, Erica has been like, Tab invited so-and-so. And I'm like, tell them they can't come. You yes. said that to me before. A million times. Not to be rude, but like that my eight personality is like, nope, doesn't work for me. And I will just say it. And Eric is a peacemaker. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So an example <laughs> she is exactly talking about. Can we like keep going into yeah, that? Yeah, no, yeah. An example is like oftentimes friends or family or someone will be coming to Dallas and Tab will be like, you guys stay with us. But in the middle of that, it's also like, 
Maybe we have two baseball tournaments. Ebuli has something at school, lots of work stuff. Maybe Tab's out of town. So we have all that stuff going on. So it's not just like people are coming and they don't, we are saying, or Shay's saying, yes. tell them no. It's not like that. It's just, it's really not a good time. And my husband is kind of like, oh, it's no big deal. It'll be fine. Erica can figure it out. And I do because I don't want to hurt people's feelings or rock the boat or all those things where Shay's like, no, tell them they can't come. That's too much. So that's that's what she means. Yes, because Erica is a pleaser, which yes. is what I love about her. One of the many things I love about her. So even though she's super stressed now and super overwhelmed with like, she has to get all this stuff done and has to entertain. She's not going to complain about it or say anything. I just know because I know Erica and I'm a safe place for her, I feel like, so she could like tell me privately. Yeah. But Erica would never let you know she's been inconvenienced where I would be like, sorry, Andrew, call him back. Or the flip side of that, let's say it like works out perfectly. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I am not going to worry about like the way my yard looks, my house looks, what I'm going to serve oh, yes. for dinner. That is, yes. Eric, that would worry yeah, me the whole time. I think time. so. Okay, so talk, speak into that a little bit because I thought we could go both directions because I'm also like, can be super agreeable too and be like, yeah, that works. Well, I think that's the peacemaker in me because, and now let me just say, I would absolutely tell Tab that doesn't work, but I wouldn't want him to go back to the other people and tell them it doesn't work. You know what I mean? So... I would say, yes, I would do it. I would be stressed about all of that that she just mentioned. <laughs> I think my blood pressure is going up right now because I would be worried about it all, especially if I didn't have a lot of notice. And my husband's personality is not to worry about that at all. Like, do you remember? And luckily, these were like good close friends. So it's no big deal. But last summer at the pool, do you kind of remember my house was like, I mean, it wasn't like crazy messy over the top, but it was just like normal life. I wasn't expecting anyone to come. We met Shay and Andrew, two other couples at the pool. Do you remember this? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it started raining and it was kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? Me thinking like, oh, we'll just go to the restaurant or go eat something somewhere. But Tab invites everyone. And at this point, I mean, how many? There are four, one, two, three, four, four couples. And we all have like oh, four-ish kids. Yeah, a lot I mean, of there kids. are probably like 16 people. Yeah. And Tab's like, no, everybody just come to our house and hang out. And it was totally fine. I was never... I, I didn't say no in front of everybody. I just kept being like, well, our house is probably messy. It's probably not the best. You know, it's not in the best condition. But yeah, that's a great example. I would do it. I would go along with it because I wouldn't want to hurt anyone's feelings or have someone be upset. But I would be stressed out about it. And I would either say like, no, that's not a good plan. We can do this instead. Or I would be like, whatever, come. And then and I don't care as much about like if people are eating what they want to eat at my house. I'm like, yeah, it's last minute. Yeah, like, this is whatever. What yeah. Yes. Okay. So I knew that would be one where we would have very specific and different reactions to the same thing. Now I'm going to ask you this and then we're going to go backwards just a minute. Okay. Okay. So Erica is a nine and we'll, we'll talk more in a minute about that. So I'm going to read these to you and you tell me how many of them are true for you. Okay. Okay. I'll do almost anything to avoid conflict. Yes. I'm not a self-starter. True. Sometimes I get lost in doing trivial tasks while things that really need to get done get put off. Absolutely. Is I'm, this a joke? Am I supposed to say yes to all these? No, no just be honest. Okay, because you yeah. may not identify with all no. of them. So far, yes. And it, like, yeah, be honest. Because I'm sure a lot of people out there are saying yes also. Wait, which did I just say? I'm happy to go along with what others want to do. No, but that is so true. And <laughs> no. it's so me. <laughs> I tend to procrastinate. Yes. People seem to want me to be more decisive. Yes, said Tab Slaughter when he asked me where I wanted to go for dinner. 
When I get distracted and go off task, I give my attention to whatever is happening right in front of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope someone else is identifying with all of these. A lot. You know what? One out of nine people probably okay, are. Okay, perfect. I often choose the path of least resistance. Oh, that makes me sound sad. Not all the time, but sometimes. Wait, we're going to talk about that in a minute, how your reaction to your number and mine are very different. Okay. <laughs> Okay. That makes me sound lazy, which is why they describe nines as a sloth, right? I find routines at work and home comforting and feel unsettled when something throws them off. Yes, but as a nine, it's best for someone else to make that routine for me. Others see me as more peaceful than I really am. True. Erica is definitely seen. I think you are peaceful, but I definitely think you're seen as <laughs> that. She's like, I'm going to I'm going to reveal her secrets. <laughs> she is. She does come across as very peaceful. People don't say that about me. I have a hard time getting started. But once I do, I really get things done. Yes. I'm a what you see is what you get person. Me? Yes. Well, I think no, because I think what you just said. <laughs> I go along with it. And I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers, but it might like really make me angry, but I'm going to go along with it. You do not have to agree to all of these. Uh, I don't think of myself as being very important. See, again, a sad one. I don't know that I look at, I don't know that I agree with that one as much. People think I'm a good listener, even though I find it hard to pay attention in a long conversation. <laughs> Yes, that makes me sad too. But go ahead. <laughs> we are about we are really about to hit up eight and nine a hardcore. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready to ask you some honest questions. You're about to. Okay. I don't like to take work home with me. Well, no, but I work from home, so that's a little ironic. <laughs> Sometimes I tune out and think about the past. I don't do that very often. I don't enjoy big social gatherings as much as a quiet evening at home with the ones I love. Yes. Being outdoors is very soothing for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much. I am often quietly stubborn when people put demands on me. Yes. It would feel selfish to spend a whole day doing whatever I want to do. Oh, I think I'm a bit selfish because I'm okay with that. I have never, ever in 15 years known you to spend a whole day doing anything. Just Me neither, but I wouldn't feel bad if I did. But if I'm I had the time. In 15 years, I've never known you to do that. So well, you I'm, should invite me to go to the spa. Apes <laughs> don't have patience for the spa. Okay, I just sent you, look at your phone. Okay. Okay, a list, and I'm going to let you ask me. And I, just so you know, I screenshot this list, but I did not read a single one because I wanted you to ask. I just put it on my oh, phone. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So these are, hey, eights, how many are true for you? And I'm an eight. So the same statement, not the same statements, just statements about eights. And Shay, you let us know if you identify with these or not. Okay, ready? I have been told that I'm too blunt and aggressive. Yes. <laughs> Doing things halfway is not my spiritual gift. True. I enjoy a good verbal skirmish just to see what others are made of. I do. In relationships that matter to me, I insist on being honest about conflicts and staying in the fight till things are worked out. True. I would say, too, that you're very quick to forgive. It's hard for me to trust people. True. Justice is worth fighting for. True. I can sniff out other people's weaknesses the first time I meet them. I am really good at this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good at that, aren't I? I think yes. you have to say, I can, I, yes, I, I know, that's, that's true. That's why I chuckled. Okay, saying <laughs> no isn't a problem for me. That's true. This, this is funny too. I welcome opposition. Bring it. That is true. <laughs> I make decisions fast and from the gut. Yes. I don't like it when people beat around the bush. Oh, that's true. I'm weary of people who are super nice. That's true. When I walk into a room, I know who has the most power. 
Yes. I don't have much respect for people who don't stand up for themselves. That's true, too. (laughs) (laughs) One of my mottos is a good offense is better than a good defense. Yes, but a good defense is good, too. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess with the people I love. Oh, that's very true. I know I'm respected, but sometimes I want to be loved. Uh, Yes, that's true. I, I have no problem confronting a bully. That's true. These are so, okay. So me? (laughs) So you. If God wanted people to wear their hearts on their sleeve, he would have put it there. (laughs) I am going to say that probably doesn't line up to my theology quite so much. (laughs) Under my tough exterior is a tender, loving heart. Yes, I think so. But sometimes it gets mistaken for the outward. Yes. These numbers represent us, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much. I think some people are, you know, like maybe a little of this, a little of that. I think like I'm super nine, you're super eight. Okay. Reading those, first of all, I agreed to like almost all all but one, right? And I really think if it could have been reworded to fit like... What if it didn't sound so harsh? Yeah, if it didn't sound so harsh, I would have agreed with that one too. I like have written down, I knew this was going to happen. You, you feel bad you don't like you like grimace at some of your traits <laughs> but you boldly said yes yeah. I know but, like I'm like yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> bring it yeah and that is like very indicative of everything I've read and heard True. of our personalities okay so you and I have been listening to a lot of the same podcasts and reading some of the same books and I know I keep saying this we're going to go back and explain them all but let's just wrap this up here right here but um when you we love Annie Downs like we just like I know her yes. as a person she's precious her books are amazing we love her so we've been listening to her any a summer podcast but when you listen to nine what did you call and tell me I'm pretty sure I used the words oh I feel sad you did that's exactly what <laughs> I you think said that was my statement yes I listened to the nine episode. I found it so like validating and encouraging. And I thought like, these are ways I can love Erica and not just you, but other nines in my life love you more. And okay, then you called me and you were like, oh, it was so, oh, you were so like, oh, about it. (laughs) And then when I listened to the eight, which basically the eights, just really describe a very intense personality. I'm like, yeah, like I'm not like offended. Like I think others might have listened to the eights and thought like, gosh, I wouldn't want to be that person. But I am very much like, yeah, this is me. Keep talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like for instance, when you answered, wait, there were a couple. There was one of them that said, this wasn't it, but I've been told I'm blunt and aggressive. aggressive. You were very quick to be like, yes. And I thought like, eat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. I didn't know we were we were going there. Because and to your or how you you know the way you are that would be insulting and to a yeah I be think, so offended. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm not blunt or aggressive. Don't even say that. I think what I just love about this is this is just really proven why this friendship works so well. It probably is. It sounds though like Shay bosses me around. Oh, but it's not. That's not it. We're going to listen. We're going to get into that because we're going to have a good laugh here in a minute about how really you push my eight buttons to get what you I want. I do. I don't even time. mean to. No, you. I think you you subconsciously do it on purpose. I but. didn't know I did it until you realized it one day and it was like, do that. <laughs> yes. OK, so let's start right here. Erica, I just texted you like just the description. So if you want to like just we're going to keep going over them. But if you want to briefly say like Enneagram one through nine and what they are, then we're going to like go back to like who we know that identifies. as. OK, OK, so I'll read through them. Number one, Enneagram one is the reformer. You want me to describe them all yeah. out here? OK, sure. so the rational, idealistic type, principled, self-controlled, perfectionist. Anything? I we're going to talk about them. Later. Yeah, I mean, okay. I feel like let's just. OK, I'll go through it. Um, Number two is the helper, the caring, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. 
Three is the achiever, success-oriented, adaptive, excelling, driven, image conscious. Um, Number four is the individualist, sensitive, withdrawn, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Um, Number five is the investigator, intense, perceptive, innovative, and isolated. Um, Number six is the loyalist, committed, security-oriented, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Number seven is the enthusiast, which I feel like is what everyone wants to be. I mean, it sounds like the fun one if you ask me. The busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. Um, Number eight, Shay the challenger, powerful, dominating, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And then number nine, Erica, the peacemaker, (laughs) easygoing, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Okay. So some pros and cons on that list. Yes. And so, well, I mean, I I think we would say like all of it makes like the people that God made, right? Like, all yes. Yes. There's not a right or wrong. There are pros and cons in every personality type. I think it's just an easy, I don't know, what is it? Like a personality type that describes... Like you can use a them all healthy or unhealthy ways. Yeah. What do they say? Like stressful? Yes. Or, like when you go in stress? We're going to talk about that. Yeah. I'm insecurity. Sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Erica, how did you, I'm going to, how did you get, <laughs> how did you come to know about Enneagram and how did you get dragged into it against your will? <laughs> because I have a dominating friend <laughs> and she called and said, Hey, I finally did that Enneagram thing and you need to take the test. I think I know what you are, but take the test and we'll talk about it. And you so, did. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I did. So I called her back and I was like, hey, I think I'm a nine. Actually, we could talk about this. Maybe we should talk about it later. But nines, when they're like stressed, they go to a six. And actually, I guess when I took the test the first time, I was stressed because it said six. And I was like, <laughs> don't really think that that's what I am. And so I waited and took it like a week later. And apparently I was in a much better place. And then that, then it said nine. And I was like, I think that describes me more. I would, I mean, obviously only you know, because it's determined by your motivations, not by your behavior. Yeah. And I don't know your motivations, right? In your heart and soul. But everything I've read and listened to, I think for sure you're a nine. Yeah, me too. But apparently when I'm stressed, I really do go six. And I see that. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I You've feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like totally see that. Maybe that one time you went to Disney World and I read the book out loud to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on our trip to Disney World in February of 2020, Shay was reading The Road Back to You. I, I feel like you had just started. So at night, we were like laying in our own beds, kind of reading our Kindles about to go to bed. But Shay got amped up on reading eights and nines, realizing like, hey, I'm about to read your chapter. Hey, I'm reading my chapter. And basically, she read the whole book out loud to me. (laughs) It was the longest read aloud I've ever experienced. Um, And um, she explained what all all the numbers are. Yes, absolutely. Do you remember it like that? (laughs) And because you're such a peacemaker, you didn't say like, I'm trying to read my own book, please be quiet. No, it was interesting. (laughs) It was interesting. But I think that's why it took me personally so long to read the book. Because I kept thinking, like, I've already read this. I've already read this, even though I hadn't. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So that's how you came to know it. I, and I think both of us, I really, the first time I heard it was when our friends, Jenny and Paige, were talking about it. Okay, yes. And that just encouraged you to take the test on your own? Is that what happened? So I heard them talking about it like a year and a half ago. Like they talked about it a lot. They were on the high then that I'm on now. (laughs) What What do you mean? (laughs) Tell me more. Right. And they talked about it all the time. And then remember, Jenny often would tell us, and again, you're not supposed to tell people what number they are because it's about motives. But Jenny would like guess or or assume. Or see like, I think you're this. And it meant nothing to me. I don't think it meant anything to you. Yeah, it meant nothing to me. 
But then during quarantine last year, when I feel like we were all like at home with nothing to do and had lots of more time on our hands, Andrew and I made several like videos where we like talk to each other on the patio, like, you know, and put them out there on Instagram. And again, during quarantine, people were looking for easy entertainment. And we had plenty of time to do that stuff. But one of the questions I would get all the time is like, what's your number? I bet you're a three. I bet you're a three. I got that all the time. Like, I bet you're a three. What's your Enneagram number? Bet you're three. Oh, they just didn't know. And I, hey, but I do think I present as a three. I mean, like yes. for people that don't know me, I think people that know me automatically know I'm an eight. Um, so Andrew and I took the test, both of us, just because like people told us to. So then we made a video and we were like, oh, we're both eights and just kept talking and having our little cheese board. And I got so many DMs about how terrible it was that we were both eights. And then I got concerned because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. And yes. I was like, why is everybody so like, oh like, my gosh, oh, that'll never work. Yes. Yeah. I don't have two eights are married to each other. And, oh, You're my. doomed. Yes. And then I was getting comments like, you seem so much nicer than an eight. Oh, and, no. I know. And, and, and again, because I'm an eight, it, my feelings really don't get hurt. I, I So my feelings weren't hurt, but I was more like super perplexed. Why do I present as a three? Everybody thought I was a three. and But then why, when I read the little eight description, I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Andrew also is an eight. And when I read it and apply it to my husband, I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. Like to me, like that sounds right. But everybody was like, no, that's so wrong. So then I went on like my own little journey to figure out the whole, every number. And yeah, why that probably helps you dive a little deeper since yeah. you got all those messages. I do think Andrew's a more eight than you are. Like, you know how we used to say, Andrew's one word to describe him is intense, intense, right? We would say that all the time. And I never think of you as intense because compared to Andrew, you're not as intense. Yes. So I would use that word to describe him. But now that we've been like talking about it and diving a little deeper, I'm like, oh, look at this. Look at this. Shay is intense. It's yeah. just a different <laughs> intense when we compare it to Andrew's. You know what I mean? Yes. And listen, we're just like freely chatting about Enneagrams. We may skip all over the place. Yeah, but sorry if I no, like, jumped but ahead. Here, no. So I have yet to listen to a podcast or like read a book or an article online that has not said this exact same thing, no matter who the source is. So eights are the most misunderstood number. Yes, okay? I've read that too several times. But an eight male is often admired, right? They're leaders. Yes. They are go-getters. And what word, even in Christian podcasting, I heard this word used multiple times. What word is often used to describe an eight female? I heard it. I, I remember reading this part of the book. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to a Christian podcast about it. Listen, I, I mean, I can say salty words. Don't, don't get, I'm an eight. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I hope you don't mind. But like, bitchy is the word used to describe eight women. And I think that's another difference. Like, Andrew is allowed to be his eight more openly. And yeah. I have to be more guarded about my eight self because my leadership and my intensity and excitement and enthusiasm about things can come across as looking bitchy. And especially in like church settings and stuff like yes. that, that's frowned upon for women. I yeah. feel like it is. Yeah. So maybe it's you being a little more guarded. I'm listen, the more I'm learning, the more the less I'm going to be guarded. Brace yourself. I am re- I'm maybe not ready for that. <laughs> Let me just tell you. But I also think because we see like Tab and I see you guys together and in our friendship of four, he takes the lead on the eightness. You know what I yes. mean? So I think that's kind of why in my head it's I've never seen you as like that. But now that I'm digging deeper, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's unfortunate because I think a lot of women are 
maybe mischaracterized by that, just showing yeah, their strength. It's absolutely. easier to label them. So let's talk about tab. So you're a nine. Andrew and I are both eights. Explain tab. Okay. Well, here's tab. We're not really sure, right? I mean, he's taken the test and he said a one at first. And Shay and I and Andrew were both like, I see one characteristics in him, like especially when it comes to work things, um, when it comes to football things, but when it comes to Tab just living life, he doesn't seem as one-ish to us, right? Is that how you describe it? Yeah. If I were to like give my best guess, I would say Tab is a seven with an eight wing or an eight with a seven wing. Yeah. I think, I think when we talk about it, that that's what we came up with because in his work in football life, he could also be very eight, even in general life, some, but his seven self is also all over the place. It was fun and spontaneous yeah. and easygoing yeah. and life of the party. But and, and like, so not to get specific, but like there was a little bit of an injustice at one of the kids schools this year. And Tab was like, you know, correcting wrongs and fighting for the for people yes. that can't fight for themselves is a very yes. much an a quality. And Tab was, you know, up at this particular school, like fighting for justice. I see eight in him. I see seven in him, too. I don't see one because, you know, eights and ones, they're not a great mix. And Tab and Andrew and I are such a great mix. <laughs> I see I see a lot of seven. He is like, the, he is such the fun one. Let's call him a seven and a half. Can we do that? Where yeah. he like splits the difference. So we we're not sure. And also, what number is this that I asked Tab to take it the test over? And he was like, ah, I don't really want to do that. That could go eight, right? Like, don't yeah. tell me what to do. For sure. It could go seven. He's having such a good time. He doesn't <laughs> or, want to Or stop. it could be that. Okay, we're going to go with the seven and a half. So we're not really sure. Tab is perplexing to us all. <laughs> and refusing to take the test. Yeah. Listen, we've asked everybody to take this test. Yeah. So we, if you know us, you know we've asked everybody. Okay, let's go through the numbers. And who do we know in certain numbers? Or like just, again, maybe we don't know, but maybe they've told us, like, I'm a this number and reasons we love them for that. Like, what about our reformers, our perfectionists, our number ones? Who do you think would fall into that category? Okay, my stepdad, Bruce, is that. I, I think. totally can see that. Very hardworking, very let's fix it. He really does. And I would say my father-in-law, okay. Steve, is the same way. Doesn't want a lot of attention or praise for it. Not doing it for emotional reasons. Yeah, oftentimes in the background, but is like working behind the scenes. And always very detailed, on time, scheduled, and going to do it right. For sure. I see both of them. Yeah. Okay. Do you know anybody else? I think those are two really good examples. In our friend group, uh, at friends that I know that have taken the test, I can't think of a f- one friend. Me neither. I really think that's I th- all I know. I think both Bruce and Steve are very, very much like having them around for being ones. Yeah. <laughs> They're very helpful, too. They the are. <laughs> okay, what about number two? And number two is the helper. So caring, uh, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and um, possessive. So it's my understanding that our friend Andrea is a two. My dad is a two. My, my sister- mom is a two. Yes. My sister-in-law, Catherine, is a two. Yes. And I totally see that because I think that's more of like going to be creative, more emotional, doer. Yes. I see all of those. I think somebody said this and this for sure would not be like scientific, but they said <laughs> it's a common trait among teachers to be twos. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. Yes. Because they're often like, Fighting for the underdog, too. Yes. Sensitive, also. Which, your mom was a teacher. Andrea's a teacher. I see that. And my dad's, like, a, a Bible teacher. So I yeah. see, like, that in all of them. Um, What about three, the achiever? Do we have someone in our friend group that's a three? I feel like 
we talk about that. So pragmatic, adaptive, excel, excelling, driven, image conscious, success oriented. Okay, so this is the one everybody thought I was. Okay, okay. And I can really see that. I mean, I totally like when I, I mean, I'm not, but when I read about it, I think like my motives aren't driven by what three's motives are, but I could see how it would appear if you didn't know me in person. Yeah, because really most people are seeing you from a blog, from social media, and they're not seeing that other side of it. So I yeah, get it. They're, uh, yeah, they're seeing like the multiple businesses yes. and always busy doing stuff like that. So I definitely can see how I could often present as as an achiever, as a number three. Um, For the individualist. I don't know anybody. Do you? Sensitive, withdrawn, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, temperamental. Those those don't all sound super flattering. I <laughs> I do think I, I'm not going to. I do think we know a four. I do think I know some fours in my life. I'm not going to name names because I would say I love some fours hard, but they're kind of hard because if they don't, if they oh, keep, if they don't identify it themselves, you don't want to like call them a four. Yeah, and if yeah. they don't keep if it, yes, but I would assume maybe they're forced because they they keep a lot of things about themselves to themselves like they're great at asking questions they're great at like getting to know you but yes yeah I would say that I texted a lot of people in my life and said hey do you know your Enneagram number just in preparation for this part of the podcast and not many people texted me back with it and not many said four <laughs> yeah um the investigator is number five intense cerebral perceptive innovative secretive isolated who do you know that's a five I feel like you're gonna say your brother Yes, that's that's it. Yeah, I totally see that. Uh, he's t- yeah, I definitely think like Sean's the kind of person that if somebody says something at church or just in passing, like he's gonna listen to a podcast, read a book. He's gonna he's always that, learning dig a little deeper. Yeah, yeah. He asks a lot of questions. He's always in the background, researching, thinking. I I, I think that yeah. fits him to it. That fits him to a T. What about number six, the loyalist? Oh, we know a lot of sweet sixes. Okay, because in the podcast that I just listened to. They make up, like, they're the the biggest part of the population are sixes. Didn't it say, like, 40% of people are sixes? It was a big number. Yeah. Yeah. Our sweet friend Schaefer is a six. I think she wouldn't care if we said that. Schaefer's a six. And I see lots of reasons why Schaefer's just kind of always the voice of reason. And, you know, I think they get misinterpreted as worrying and anxious. But really, they're just thinking in advance, maybe. Yeah. Also, isn't this the one uh, I feel like, again, preparing for this because I know Shay was bringing her A game. (laughs) I was trying to listen, but I feel like I listened to so many podcasts that all of my numbers kind of jumbled together. Is that a nine trait? (laughs) Anyway, I think aren't sixes the group that are like always trying to figure out what's best for like the common good? Yes. Of the world. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So the truth is we really need more sixes. Yeah. And they're the ones that are always so prepared. So when something, well, let's just use the pandemic, for example, like you might think, well, that would worry them. But actually that like, oh, no, they've been prepared for this. Right. Like they have water. They have an exit plan. They have, you know, they're not taken off guard. They're not. Yeah. Taken. They're not surprised by things because they've been mentally preparing for worst case scenarios. (laughs) We can also say our friend Jenny is a six, too. Yeah. Uh And um, (laughs) Jenny and Schaefer would be. Do you remember when? There was that outbreak and people were wearing hazmat suits. Yes. <laughs> I'm positive that they were the two that had hazmat suits or they at yes. least were like trying to get them. Yes. To be prepared. Yeah. I do think and now that I've like learned more about it, these aren't my friends that are like necessarily anxious. They're just no. prepared for the worst case scenario. Listen, when when that hazmat suit, whenever we need that 
you know, when the aliens take over or whatever. Yeah, I should have told you guys that Ginny and Schaefer have them because I'm going to go there. Hey, my eight self is just going to steal it from them. Of course you will. <laughs> I'm kidding. And I'm going to give it to a small child because I like, I like to take care of the underdogs. You have such a tender heart. <laughs> Number seven is the enthusiast, busy, fun-loving, spontaneous, distractible, scattered. Now, when you were naming them earlier, you said, doesn't everybody want to be one? My eight self does not <laughs> want to be called scattered or spontaneous. I mean, but spontaneous sounds fun. No? I, I think it sounds fun. And I know it sounds more fun, <laughs> but it also sounds, okay, it sounds like out of my control. Oh, yeah. Right? And I'm not a perfectionist, never have been. So that's why I'm not a one. But I'm very much, I feel more safe, more calm, more together if I know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Right? If I'm prepared. I personally would like to be an enthusiast. You're, well, you're a peacemaker. You'd like to be all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, who's the seven that we know? Well, I think we're going to say tab. No, we have other friends that are sevens. I'm trying to think who's spontaneous and easygoing. I'm running through the list in my head. Tab. Uh, a whole bunch of fun. We think tab's 7.5, so it's mostly tab. And then we talked about the eights, the challenger, and the nines. And there are other eights and nines in our life. Who's another nine that we know? Another peacemaker. I mean, you really are the resident peacemaker in our group. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I I don't know any others, but I haven't like reached out. We know no, we know other eights. Our friend Lori is definitely an eight, and that's what I love about her. Eights love other eights. We do. <laughs> of course, you do. We respect the heck out of somebody with a nice big personality. Um. All right, Erica. Surprise gifts, surprise parties. What does your nine personality say about that? I would not like it. Don't do it. Why? Because I would have to. <laughs> this is the truth. I would have to be trying. First of all, I wouldn't want anybody to be left out. And I wouldn't know anybody who who invited who. Like, where did they draw the line? Like, was it like an easy, nice, easy break? And then for two, if... Oh my gosh. Our personalities is are that so funny? different. Okay. <laughs> well, also, I'm assuming that like Tab planned this. Okay. Tab planned it. For one, he is not a nine. So he really probably left off some super important people to me, but he didn't realize and he didn't care because that's how Tab rolls. And then secondly, I would also be worried about if Tab invited like 17 different groups of people, like how am I going to spread myself out throughout the party to make everybody feel like I'm so glad you're there because that's how I feel. I can't get around to everybody and like truly enjoy myself. Those are the true thoughts. And I've been thinking about this, right? Because it's 40th birthday year for people that I know and love. And people have contemplated parties. And to me, it sounds awful. Don't throw don't throw me a party, Shay. Oh my gosh. Okay, listen, my eyes are watering. When I laugh, my eyes water. Did that make me sound weird? See? Oh my gosh, I shouldn't care. No, okay. Why do I care? I'm weird. I just... First of all, you have not been thinking about this because I asked you in advance. That was a no, question. No, no. Yes. I've been thinking about it because Andrew, Tab, Shay, they all turned 40 this year. So we've contemplated a bunch of different like ideas and ways to celebrate. So it's fresh on my mind. Oh my gosh. I wrote that question down because in my head, I'm trying to think of like questions where you and I would be different or ones that we compliment. But in my head, the answer you were going to give was nothing like the one that just came out. And like the one you, the monologue I just heard was so prepared. <laughs> I mean, like that's I've really from your, yes. If Tab mentions a party to someone, this that's exactly what I want you to say. All of you, if you hear something, tell him like, no, that's not a good idea. You sent me a text like a month ago, three oh, weeks listen, ago. Oh, listen, see, I'm already prepared. That said, if Tab tries to throw me 
a in three years you turn 40. <laughs> if Tab tries to throw me a 40th birthday, please show him this text that yeah. says I don't want a birthday. Yeah. I thought you could screenshot wow. it. Wow. Okay. Okay. How what about what, I what about you? Love this conversation because I like know you so well, but I did not see any like you're worrying about the party. See, I Yeah, I'm already stressed. Yes. Don't do it. Yes. 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 <laughs> that is not and again, because I don't have motives from a nine point of view. So I wasn't going with worried. But so I think that's so fascinating. Yeah. Don't if you cancel it that you're worried about all of that. Yeah. Cancel the party. (laughs) Say it. Listen, because my eight self wants everybody to have a good time, right? Everybody needs to come and have fun. Yeah, but if we showed up... As, no, wait. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm already thinking. I'm like, listen, no, no. I don't want to be considered like heartless that I don't want everybody to have a good time. I don't want... I don't like surprises because I like to know what's going on. Because you like to be in control yes, of the situation. Because, and I don't need to be in control of your situation. I don't need to be in control of Andrew's situation. I don't need to be... And I think that's why people think it might not work well with me and Andrew because we both want to be in control. No, we only want to be in control of ourselves. Yeah. So I don't need to be in control of his situation. I I want to be in control of my situation. So if I show up and it's a party for me and I'm not feeling in control of my situation, no, I don't like that. You would be stressed too. Well, I wouldn't be stressed. I'd be mad. See, I would go to anger. Oh, okay. I would go to frustrated anger. I would not go stress. But let's say, let's say I'm like, okay, this is sweet. And side note, everyone that knows me knows I don't want to party. They're not going to throw me one. I'm not about, I'm not, you know, I know that. But let's- Speak for yourself. (laughs) I get past the anger. What cracks me up is I am not going to worry about the guest list not not being cohesive. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm going to be like, I mean, you weren't invited. Wasn't I mean, I didn't invite anybody. Like I have right? Like why I'm not going to feel responsible for that. If you want to be mad at you weren't on the yeah. guest list, Andrew threw the party. Go to, here's his number. Like just my personality is like not going to take I mean, I don't want my friends to be upset, but at the same time like that's not my control. Like Yeah, like Yeah, you no, tell yeah. I mean, as you say that, I know what you're saying sounds <laughs> rational, but that's just not how I would think. It sounds rational to worry about people having a good time at a party too. That sounds super rational to me. Okay. I just don't go there in yeah. my head. Okay. I, that is really, really funny. Okay, here's one that the two of us, and listen, we're, we don't, listen, I think if we were both the same number, I could see where there'd be conflict, right? Yeah, yes. And I think if we had a number that like, I was a one, a perfectionist, and you were a seven, and a little bit more fun, and throw caution to the wind, I could see where there, but I think the eight and nine, we are, this isn't good. Well, I think that we, just like the party, we take different approaches. So when we have answers or responses to something, it's really interesting to see the different ways. Yes. Okay. So here's another example. Whether it's an uncomfortable email or a a text message or um, maybe a blog comment, Instagram comment, just some sort of, it doesn't have to be mean or rude. Just it's, it's information sent to you unsolicited that you don't want to receive. How do you process that, handle that? It depends. I mean, I don't want the information. Give me like you get example. a text message from somebody. Let's say somebody like, you know, you're just not friends with this person anymore. And they send you a text out of the blue six months later. What do how do you process moving forward from receiving that out of the blue text? And the- <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> I think I would write. I would respond back really nicely and say it was so glad to hear from you. And maybe I didn't really mean it. Is that what you're, is that what you're asking? I'm, me? I'm like, ask you be so, and then, but help. I mean, is that what you're saying? Like a friend or, or yeah. an old person from my life that we're not really friends with anymore. Yeah. I don't really have time to hang out or something. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Yeah. Or, okay. or let's say, remember that we're going to talk in code because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Remember that text I got from another student's 
parent when we were in Mexico. Oh, yes. So let's say you just got a text. Again, it's just out of the blue and it's just like, eh. <laughs> oh, oh. How would you handle just like, eh, information? I, I would not. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this other than being like, I would not do what Shay did. (laughs) Because we handle it different. So how long would you think about, how long would you just think about this? Situation that's different than just say, how are you? I would think about it forever. I don't know if this is a nine trait or just an Erica trait, but if there's any, any, any type of conflict, whether it be like a neighbor, a friend, a person from years and years and years, Anything like that, I will wake up in the middle of the night and like be worried that there's conflict. Yes, I mean, I'm you saying, know that about me. I know that about you, and I think th- I think that's what's interesting about our numbers is that you avoid conflict at all costs, and then you're gonna like internalize it, and lose sleep over it, and yes. I'm gonna, I am either going to take it head on and just address it immediately. And then you're going to forgive it immediately. And, and forget Just about like it that. too. Yeah, and I'm going to forget about it. I'm not yes. going to think about it again. Or I, I'm just not going to text that person back. And I won't think about it again. Like, I, like yeah. oh, I don't want to text you back. Like, you weren't, I haven't talked to you. And I'm just going to, going to like, I make a decision to not engage. And I don't worry. I think that's what's so interesting. Yeah. No. Between the two of us. I have, yes, that's a negative to the nine. Like, there are definite positives. Like, not saying any Enneagram type wants people to be offended or upset with them because that's probably not the case either. But that is like super important to me. And so, yeah, I would be like worried about it. It's a negative to it can be right. If an unhealthy person in an unhealthy place, it's an eight. It could be too. um, And you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Like it's never good. But I just am not, I can take negative and really, I can forget about it in two seconds. Or no, I can and just sometimes grab you can it. talk me into forgetting about it, right? Like sometimes you can be like, Erica, which is good because sometimes I'll be in like a dark place about like, oh my gosh, this situation, whatever it is. And Shay will be like, oh, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. And she'll give me a couple lines that, I mean, she truly believes. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, she's right. Why didn't I not even think about that? But it's, yes. I guess I'm so far nine and you're so far eight that our like first initial reactions are not the same when it comes to things like that. And that's what I've loved about like just learning about Enneagram because I feel like I can love you more because when you're stressed, I I get that's like coming from like a real sincere place. And I don't need to fix you or change you, but I I like want to love you through that either by like listening to you be upset or stressed about it or by like giving you like my no nonsense. But like the reverse is so true because how many times have I been... <laughs> I've told this story before, even thinking the podcast, I'll tell it again. We were at dinner not that long ago and somebody sent, it was on like a group me and it was like a message that I didn't like. It was like, a, anyway, it was like a group message. It, but, and I was like, oh, I'm going to respond. And Erica like took the phone out of my hands. We were at sugar bacon. You took it out of my hands and you're like, nope, not responding to that. <laughs> and the next day, I'm so glad I didn't. But like my eight yes. self was like, I was just going to handle that conflict head on. But you, it's so great that we have, like we know each other well enough and we're such good friends that I respect when you're like, nope, we're going to like process that. I needed to process that. No. And sometimes, especially, yes. I mean, we've only been reading about this Enneagram stuff for the last bit, I feel like now it's even like a joke. Like, Erica, how did you sleep? Like, I know you're going to be up tonight (laughs) worried about that. And you shouldn't be. But if you are, like, I'm just going to tell you my thoughts one more time, which is super, 
that's super sweet. And I appreciate it because it kind of reminds me like, okay, get out of your head, you know? Well, we can like, I just feel like that's what's so cool. Like, especially as Christians, if we learn about different personality types, we can use it to like love our people harder and better and be more compassionate towards people and um, that are process things differently and think differently. Uh, One more example. Night before last, there was there was a problem that needed to be addressed, okay? And and we won't get into specifics (laughs) about our children. Our children were with a a big group of children and there was a child with some behaviors that it just needed to be addressed, okay? Yeah. So this this right here is going to tell you everything about our friendship. Yes. I'm at home folding laundry, minding my own business. Erica sends me the problem via text. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, look. And that's all it took. That's all. Yes. That's really all that I said. I don't even know. Maybe I didn't even say words. Maybe it was like just a picture. That's it. And Shay was basically like, I got this. That's all you need to do. Erica sees sees it and she doesn't think how should I. She's like, nope. I'm going to let my eight handle it. <laughs> yep. Hey, Shay, what do you think about this? And she was like, oh, I got you. And that was the end. She handled it. Wait, it, what, hold on. So then I write out a text message of just, because I felt like this certain thing should be addressed like in writing, right? Yeah. But some things just need to be addressed like in writing. So I wrote out this text with just the facts. Like here are the facts. Here's, oh, here yes. are the facts. Here are the facts, right? Because that's yes. all like, here's conflict. Shay is going to just like, here, we ha- we see this conflict. Here are the facts about how we feel about this conflict. And then Erica's like, okay, but I think at the end or maybe at the beginning, we should have conclude something good that happened that day. Like you're yeah. trying to like peacemaker. I it. wanted them <laughs> to know that like it wasn't all bad. I wanted them to know like there were parts that we like really, truly appreciated and that were great and were super amazing. Yeah. So I'm just trying to yes. deal with the one conflict. And Eric is like, yes, but let's let's dress it in let's a way. sandwich it. And you know what? That's like a good combination. Yeah, totally. Right? Because I'm, totally. Uh, we're handling the conflict, but your nineness in being the peacemaker is helping us, you know, m- just make it softer. Well, and the truth is like, unless you truly know who you're interacting with and you like know them very, very well, oftentimes people don't know how to take an eight or a nine, right? Like, if I'm not softening what Shay is saying in a confrontational manner, then it can come across super aggressive when really that's not what she's meaning. You know, it's just like you have to. I'm getting I'm like getting down to the nuts and bolts. Yeah. Of things. She's just like, let's get there quickly. Yes. And that's how it happens often for her. And it doesn't mean that there's not sweet stuff wrapped all around it. Sometimes she just forgets the sweet stuff. And I forget the nuts and bolts that I'm trying <laughs> to be like, well, let's talk about the sweet stuff because I don't want to go there. So we're a good combination in that aspect. Okay. I made a list as I've been like, you know, researching, setting up for this podcast today of like things I've heard about our numbers. And so I have like a list of just like things. Okay. Before I start reading those, what number do you go to in strength? So this isn't, you don't become this number. It's just, you take qualities. You're always going to be a nine, but you take qualities of what number in strength? The three. Which is the one I present as. I feel like I always say that because I feel yes. like that. Okay, so how do you? Th- what do you think you take from a three and in, in strength? Well, I think like they're hardworking, they're super oriented. Like when I get focused and everything's good, I am a very hard worker. But then when on the flip side, when I'm a hot mess, I'm up at two thirty in the middle of the night, worried, taking on the negative aspects of the six. And speaking as someone who like 
you you work for me. You are such a hard worker. And like when you're focused, my inbox is flooded with like you're in your focus all the time. Like, but you can just like, I mean, not really. No, you are. But on the flip side of that, I get a lot of emails from Erica in the middle of the night. Yeah, true. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot because you're up, which I think like all these years, like how many times have we shared a hotel room together? Too many to count, right? Over the years, we traveled so much together. So we're very uh, aware of each other's like sleeping patterns and habits. (laughs) But I don't think until I read the Enneagram book, it did not make sense to me. I am such a good sleeper. And so is Andrew. Like we're such just good sleepers. And that is something you struggle with. Yeah. Because you're like, what, processing? I guess, yeah. Internally, it's like, well, even while I'm asleep, I'm like waking myself up because they're conflict or whatever. You know what I mean? And then in times of stress, Sometimes you like have to unplug too, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So what about you? Are, are we still yeah. talking about me? No, no, okay. yeah. Wait, no. So in strength, yeah. Um, so in strength in your strength and in your stress. I go to two and or eights. They take characteristics from the two. Okay, which makes so much sense. Which would be your nurturing, your encourager. So I heard us, I mean, again, I don't know if, how accurate this is, but like eights are more likely to um adopt because adopt children because yeah. we like to like champion others and take care of people and right wrongs and things like that. So I do see that I would pull, I pull qualities. Yeah. And from a two. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't say this. My mom is an eight and my dad is a two. We didn't mention my mom. We oh, mentioned yes. my dad. My, I grew up in a house with an eight mother. So I think it was hard to, for me for a long time to understand why other women weren't like my mom and then me like you know like I feel like I did have to kind of temper myself a bit because I thought like well other women don't have these stronger personalities and I all that's all I knew growing up and it came naturally for you too plus your mom yeah plus plus that was the example I had and then um, in stress I go to five which they say stress numbers help take care of you you know and I can see that because in stress what I would do would be more like withdraw have time by myself, okay, um, yeah. you know, um, research. Oh, yeah. You love a good research. <laughs> I do. And so in stress, I would do those things to like get me, you know, back to out of stress. Yeah. Where I need to be. Okay. <laughs> okay. Before I read my random questions, Erica, the podcast season two, which is what we're doing right now, right? Oh, a perfect example a of this. Perfect example. So for months, I'm going to say, Erica was like, we should podcast again. We should start our podcast again. We should probably, okay. Yeah. Like she would just mention it and I would be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's a lot of work. I was like, oh, we should, we should, we should. And then you said it one day and it clicked like, okay, we should. And then what happened from that minute? Shay started listening to podcasts, working on our podcast, <laughs> purchasing new products for our podcast. I mean, emailing our producer about the podcast, just... <laughs> She became super podcast oriented and has put a lot of time into how we can make it better. For- well, that was a nice way. I went like all in obsessive over No, it. you didn't. Like I went in like with guns. Like I wasn't my idea. But then, what, or, you know, it wasn't like you were the one that like encouraged it. But then it was like, all right, we're doing it. Like I was in I'm with going both feet, all guns in. a blazing. Yeah. I'm here. And now just was it Saturday morning? It was like Saturday morning, Saturday morning at like 610. I'm texting her about Erica. About yeah, podcast. that's true. That happened. And then I said, but it's your fault because you're the one that said like, we should do season two. <laughs> but now she's all in. She has great ideas. And here we are. I, uh, 
twos also are, I just saw my note. It's like they're more tenderhearted, which I totally see in like my dad and your mom. And I do think like I'm not a crier, but like it's the tenderhearted stuff that can get me over the edge. Like I, I do see that. Okay. So as I have, as I've been like listening, I've been making notes. I'm just going to talk about some things I've heard and you just tell me agree or disagree. Okay. Removing people, cutting people out of your life. How's that process for you? It's not easy because I, I want to be in a place or feel, and not just like, I should say, I felt like earlier when I explained this, like, oh, it's not truly how I feel. I mean, I love everybody. I want everybody to love me. Like, I want to feel accepted and welcomed and like, there's no like issue with anybody. So that's not, it's not an easy thing for a nine. Yeah. I don't feel like. What about you? Um, how is it for an eight? So for an eight, our circle are, is small. We like to keep a small circle because we have, I don't know if I want to say trust issues, but, you know, we are more leery. And so a little more guarded. Guarded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's very much me and Andrew. So our circle's small. So and we're we're uh, defenders of our people. So I think it takes a long time for me to. Right, because there's fewer people to cut out or or to remove from my life or be removed or I mean whatever it's nice such way. Such a small group already. It's such a small group, and I'm a very loyal. Like we're so we're the loyalists. But when that time has come, like when I get to that point, I do think it's very easy for me to be like, and we're done, and yeah. and not have like baggage over that. Yeah, and neither response is good or bad. No, no, no. it's just like a different way of handling it. Totally. Yeah, and I think you need people, obviously, like. Because I think like Jesus, I think like some things, you know, it were burdens on his heart and some decisions were, he flipped that table and it was an easier one. Yeah. You know, I think like, yeah, he represents all of the numbers. Also, probably in in high school or college, your breakups were probably easier because you were like, and we're done. Where I was like, oh, I hope he's okay that I moved on or you know what I mean? Oh, are we like, okay. I mean, we took a quick turn listen, from Jesus no, to but listen, boyfriends, but I'm just saying. So once upon a time, yes. there was somebody that Shay was supposed to marry that wasn't Andrew. And when I said, like, when I broke up with him, which was a terrible, terrible day, terrible. Yes. Right? I'm glad I didn't know you. I would have been so stressed. I wouldn't have slept that night. Boyfriend of three years. Everybody <laughs> oh. loved him. A ring was involved. I mean, it was a terrible oh. day, but I didn't see him a single time after that. Like it was there over. Was, yeah, like I didn't have, there was no like phone calls or checking in. It was, he walked out the front door and that was it. Yes. And I think that's my personality. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was really, but to be fair, I'm such a small loyalist. It took way too long. I let it go way too far. Yeah. Being protective of that. Yeah. I should have cut that off earlier, but I didn't. But then when I did, it was, there was no like baggage done. That's okay, a very yeah. good example. I like yeah. that. I would have checked checked on him. She's. <laughs> I would have checked on him like weekly for like four months before I was like, okay, you're fine now. Twenty years later, and Eric could still be checking in on him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I heard this analogy, and it cracked me up. I even told. Oh, Ebby Lee was in the car. I even told. Because I was listening to the podcast. Of uh, course. And okay. I told this, and Ebby Lee started laughing. Kensington was laughing because it is. They have all experienced this. And this, I did not come up with this. I heard it on a podcast. Let's say we're in a movie theater. Okay. Okay. And here's how you know who the eights are in a movie theater. This is how you know. Let's say you all go, you're watching a movie. The movie's just about to start. And like 
the sound is crinkly. The sound is not great. The sound is kind of wonky in the movie theater. Eights are going to be the ones that jump up to tell the manager. Oh, of course you would. Abby Lee was like, you would. My mom wouldn't. No. I'm like, no. I would be like, kids, it's fine. You got to be real quiet so you can hear it. <laughs> or she'd be elbowing me because she knows. Yeah. Oh, that's the truth. I would be like, Shay, you should do This is not right. I would get her a little fired up. That's all I have to do is like just make a couple comments. And I know Shay will be like, oh, I'll go get some. It, I thought that was so funny because it's so true. I wouldn't think twice about it. Oh, the sound is wrong. I'll go tell the manager. Like, I would hop up in two seconds. Wait, we don't do this all... And Wait, you. You don't do this all the time, but you do it enough now, and now we recognize it that it cracks me up. <laughs> what are you about to say? It doesn't matter if it's on, like, a group thread of church people, friends, sports, whatever, <laughs> but you will poke the bear on a thread because you know what you are trying <laughs> to get out there. And you know, if I just poke it a little bit, Shay will come in and finish it. You it do probably it. Works. <laughs> it works. She'll say something just enough that she knows, like, if I throw this out there, then Shay will come in and like really like make the situation right. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't just let it hang out there. Yes. <laughs> if it's like I'm throwing Shay a softball, so she's gonna hit yes. it. Yes, yes. Yeah. But you always look so nice and I always look like the blunt one. <laughs> <laughs> but you're okay with it. You answered yes. Because eights like being eights. Okay, what are some things that you feel maybe misunderstood as a nine? Well, maybe that I don't have a voice or yeah. that um we're fine, like we're people push push us around. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And somebody that knows and loves you, I know you have a voice and you don't let people yeah. push you around. But I could see how it. I think those are probably the two like big misconceptions that are like, oh, yeah. reasons you wouldn't. And that would be annoying to be. Yeah. I mean, totally. My eight would be annoying. Like, that would be annoying I to be like that idea. That <laughs> yes. yes. I think that we covered yours, but. Well, yeah. I think. Especially for a girl. I am not. And listen, and again, I don't speak for all eights. I don't speak for all people. I'm just speaking for Shay. I feel like a lot of times self-esteem or self-confidence and not even like in myself, but in situations. Yeah. I can walk into a room and have self-confidence in the situation can be perceived um, as arrogance or cockiness when really I just feel like comfortable in the room. Yeah. In my own skin. And I think that can be um, perceived as other things. Which is so yeah. unfortunate, right? Oh, you poor eight. I mean, I, I didn't realize <laughs> how unfortunate that can be. But you know what? It's helping me look at other women that I think have strong personalities and think like they're just confident. And what? And again, right. not necessarily. And they probably are in themselves, but in just the situation. Yes, which is a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, authenticity. That's a huge word for AIDS. What I mean, I'm sure you're like, yes, that needs to be authentic. Yeah. But does that drive you? Yes, we we enjoy that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a driving factor in like friendships and why we're leery of or not leery, why we have smaller circles and because authentic like I just need people's most authentic self. I totally see that in you. I mean, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's such a thing in nines. I would even... Or it's not for Erica. It's not for you. I mean, I want that. I want everybody to be authentic, but it's not something that I like think about because I think I'm just assuming everyone is where maybe it's something where you're you're extra guarded. So you are checking into it. You know what I mean? And I would say that is 
I've been married a long time. And I think like I've learned to love in the past few months. I'm even learning to like love Andrew more. <laughs> love Andrew. I know. Well, they were like left us hanging there for Listen, a second. I think more. I might keep him around. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the longer I'm married and the more I work on my marriage and the more I pour into my marriage, like, the better it's getting. Right. Yeah, for sure. For right. sure. If for sure. And if, if you're not working on it and not pouring into it, it's probably not getting better. But I really am like we are doing that. Yes. Um, but I would say, and, and then I'm, I'm going to flip the question on you. One of the things Andrew and I are getting much better at just dealing with that we used to struggle is we are just so blunt with each other. And I don't care if that's his opinion, but sometimes I would like him to just keep it inside his head. But our, now, I'm not going to hold on to it and lose sleep over it. And you know that. Yeah. You've heard me and Andrew like bicker, like married people, right? You're, we're intimate enough, like you're around us enough and to see us in our like bickery moments too. I've, I'm learning now to just ignore that. Like he doesn't, he's saying it because he's an eighth. Yeah. He's not saying it with like bad intentions. It's just like blunt because that's how he is. We're yes. oversharers of like the truth or whatever. Like we just overshare yeah. it. I think we're both also because we've made and I've made Andrew read the book too. Um, but I think we're <laughs> or you read it to him. Let's be real. <laughs> Actually, he read it to me because <laughs> he's an eight. I was like, I already read the book. He was like, I know, but did you read that? I'm like, I read that page too. <laughs> he read it back to me. I think we're we're learning too that like I don't have to be as direct with him. Right. Yes. Like, like for us, we're too direct. And I probably should like reserve. Like soften it a little. Soften it or just keep it to myself a little bit. Yeah. Not going to lose sleep over it, but probably I don't need to say every little thing. I mean, he he used to be like, you didn't park great in the garage, which is like, I like, so what? Like, you know, yeah. like. I'm in there. Yeah. And now I think like he doesn't think I park great in the garage. He's just not going to tell me because he knows like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like we're working on yeah. that. How, but what about you? Okay, well, you guys both read the book. So I would say that Tab is not near as well-versed in all the Enneagram information. But I would say just from talking about it, from you guys too, like I feel like me, you, and Andrew are all sharing to Tab when we're together. So I'm like, hey, this is her her nine or this is whatever. Yeah, He's going to handle probably more like an eight. This is where his eight eight comes in. Like he's going to be blunt. Sometimes he's going to be aggressive. He is not, I don't want to say he's not going to care. But to him, it's not coming from that place like you were just talking about. Yeah. It's not coming with any like ill intent. It's just like, I'm giving you the facts. This is how it is. This is what happened or whatever. And sometimes even for me, like I will stress about how that comes across, like how someone else is taking what my husband said and it's stressful to me. So we've kind of had to, I feel like over the last year, we've really have been working on like, well, how does that, like, I get that you don't care, but to make things better for me, you need to soften that or for the person that you're talking to or whatever, you know, kind of similar to that, but almost like sometimes you have to do it for me. And that's how I think we love our people hard. As we learn this, then I, yes, I hope I am positive. I have not been soft with you in the past because how could I, you know, I am who I am. Oh, nothing's been about. Does that help? I am, I, am, I am trying. And I also know, like, you know, we're raising kids that are going to have different personalities, too. But yes. I can totally see that. Because eights kind of have a take me or leave me yeah. attitude. Right? I'm like me, don't like me. Really, like, I don't care. I'm yeah. just, I, you know, I'm just going to keep being me. That's that authentic. I want to be authentic. Caring if you don't like me doesn't make me authentic. Right, 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 right. right. So... I could see, yeah, I could see the differences there. If we were, if I were married to somebody that was a nine, he, I would probably accidentally 
hurt his feelings just with my directness. I can totally see that. Okay, I thought this was interesting. It said eights, me, nines, you, and ones are body-centered. And I totally see that for myself. So I was going to see if you, if you thought that resonated with you. It's so body-centered. And I, I did, there were some great examples. But I, one of them that I loved was I contemplate through moving. And how many times do I talk to you on the phone while I'm walking? Like A I'm, lot. Because that's I do. I like if I'm going to need to think, I need to like walk and think about the podcast or think about work or think. I do totally. I was like, I do contemplate through moving. I totally see that. That's interesting. I said nines were body, but maybe you do you through maybe not moving physically, but like uh, resting your body. Like, do you find? Um, it's funny because which granted our office situation at home now that tabs at home more is a little different. But recently I've been working at the bar and I find that like standing. Hey, I up, loved that. I've been working at the bar. No, yeah, not exactly. <laughs> the kitchen bar, the kitchen bar. But I've been standing and doing everything. And I do feel like I'm much more productive. Rather than like sitting down. I mean, maybe that's for everyone. Maybe that's not just a nine. Or I thought an that was thing. interesting. I mean, I yeah, would do that. I could I'm say that. That's just a recent. When I read that, I thought, I mean, I just did that like two days ago with you. Yeah. I called you. You were making dinner. I was walking just in circles around my neighborhood. Yeah. As I was thinking. It helps me to think. Hmm. I can't think sitting still. Okay. I mean, we pretty much have covered like our eights and nines. I do think, let's just go ahead and call this Enneagram part one, because I think we'll have to talk about this as we like learn more about our people. Yeah, I'll finish. I'll finish the book too. <laughs> I mean, even though I've read it once aloud. Because we love. You read it aloud. We love our, we want to use this to love our people. Yes, yes. So much good has come from it. And I think just you learn so much about yourself and how to handle situations with other people and how other people will perceive or take things and how you can soften it. Or make it a little bit tougher. Yeah. And then when people don't respond the way you do, instead of thinking they're doing it wrong, at least for me, now I'm like, well, they're not doing it wrong. Yes. They're doing it the way that's like natural to them. And I need to like step back and respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Whew. Enneagram. I think a we lot. like. Now, maybe some of our random reader questions will be about Okay. <laughs> Let's see. We're doing random reader questions. We don't know what these questions are. Um, I'm going to say while Erica gets the questions, we sit on these little hard pottery barn chairs while we do this, and my booty is like hurt. <laughs> you just said maybe we need to upgrade the table. Maybe it's time. Oh my gosh, I need a cushy chair. Okay. Erica, what is your first random reader question? Okay, my first question is how do you guys practice self care? Oh, well, not to bring it back to Enneagram, but I bet we do it very different. Yeah, I think we've already talked about this. Give me a bath and a book or a Netflix yeah. show and I'm going to chill and be in a better place when I get out. Yeah. That's all I need. And I think really like, I mean, I love a book. That's my number one way of self-care. Not a bath. Not a bath. But I do <laughs> love a good walk. I like being out in my garden, picking my tomatoes. I like the quiet and doing that stuff. Okay. Moving. There you go. A little different. Okay. What motivates you to take on work while balancing family life? What motivates me? Okay. Back in the day when I stayed at home and didn't do anything else, I felt like I wasn't as productive as I am now just because I felt like I had all the time in the world. So I would not, I wasn't doing anything quickly or with like, I don't know. It was just, I was taking my time. I don't know how to explain that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you I had, had the little, time. Yeah. So I wasn't doing anything quickly. I don't know. But now that I have a lot of things on my plate, 
I'm just more, I'm better with my time. Time management is more important. And so I think that kind of motivates me to work, to have family, to keep it all balanced. Okay. Okay. What about you? Um, I think that what motivates me is one, my mom worked when I was growing up, had her own business and loved it and was super passionate about it. And I think that was very inspiring to me and motivating to me and encouraging to me to see that she could love her kids and her family hard and also work on something that was purely just for her and make her happy. And so I have, you know, four kids, but three little girls. And I think like, I hope they see me working and it just motivates them, whether that's working outside the home, whether it's working inside the home. I just hope that they see like with enthusiasm, mama works hard at something she loves and also is like, you know, uh, hopefully they would say like an awesome mama too. So I think that's what, that's hard. Listen, there is no balance, right? It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it It doesn't matter how much I, yes. Um, Okay. Next question. You're gonna have to think on your feet. What are your three favorite books of all time? Oh, of all time is too hard. I just, I'm I'm not even gonna pretend like all time. I'm gonna say like in recent memory, the past few years that come to mind first. Okay. Okay. We're going to say the, we're going to take out the Bible because we can't say the Bible, yes, right? And we're, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and take the Enneagram book out too, okay. which I actually think you said it earlier, but go ahead and give props to the, we have researched a ton, but what Enneagram book do we think is our favorite? We should mention that. The Road Back to You is the only one I've read, but you've read several. So that's. It, that one is so good. I would start yeah. there. They have a website called the Enneagraminstitute.org.com. Uh, anyway, and they have a podcast. So yes, that book is great. We'll take it out of this conversation. Okay, just like regular fiction books, I would say off the top of my head, uh, The Tattoos of Auschwitz keeps popping up there. I loved that book. I, I think it's fantastic. Read it. Okay, come American on. American Dirt. So That's good. That's on my Kindle too. Oh my gosh. A girl was reading it um, on the, the last time I was on an airplane. She was reading it and it took everything and me not to stand up and be like, don't you just love it? Isn't it so good? What page are you on? Okay. Tell okay. me about it. No, American Girl, uh, American Dirt. Can't talk. Um, the Tattoos of Auschwitz. And then I'm going to just throw like a light one in there. But I uh, really liked Ellen Hildebrand's 28 Summers. Like, so that one's a light. So two of them are kind of heavy. One's light. Loved them all. Yeah. What about you? Okay. Off the top of my head, one of the books that really stands out is The Great Alone. Oh, that one's so good. Kristen Higgins. Wasn't that one's it? so good. It's so good. Hard to read because it Wait, was Kristen so... Wait, Kristen Hanna, right? Hanna. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay. Yes. The Great Alone. So good. Um, and one that I always say is like my favorite book ever is the same kind of different as me. I loved it. I cried. I laughed. I had all the feels. Third one. Oh, you know, another book I really liked is Castle of Water. (gasps) I love that one too. I just like still thought about it later. Yes. Off the top of my head. Not forever. Like she said, but those would be the three I would say. I think in 2019, The Great Alone and Castle of Water were my number two and number three book of the year. Okay. I really liked them. They're both so good. Okay. My last question's a doozy. Okay. What is it? <laughs> it makes me want to lay down and take a nap. Okay. My last, okay. because it's so exhausting. I'm like, oh, okay. It's exhausting because there's so much to process. What was it like being in Hawaii when the COVID shut the world down? It was hard. Okay. <laughs> okay I will uh-huh. say that it was very much like if you have this amazing day planned and something horrible happens to your friend, it's hard to have an amazing day when you know like your friend is going through something extremely hard. And that's how it felt because in Hawaii where we were, it wasn't shut down. Yeah. Like it hadn't gotten there yet. So it felt 
like a great Hawaiian beach vacation in the moment. But we also knew that everyone in Texas and, you know, in the continental United States, everything was very different there. So I, that's how I would kind I of I think that's actually it. a perfect description. I think, too, we had spent so much money to get there and were there with not just me and you, but 10 other people. And we have invested all this money and our husbands have taken off work that they can't get that time off back, right? So yes. we could have... We, we had to keep going through the motions, right? Like if you see pictures yeah. of us smiling and having a good time, because we we're trying really hard to just be good stewards with the money we'd already spent. And yeah, and you're also in this like super amazing place. So you want to take advantage. Yeah. But. And we didn't want to stress our kids out because how weird would that be? Yeah. If we're in Hawaii, we've talked about it for a year now and we're there, but now we're like sad. I mean, it was really complicated. Yeah. In Hawaii, we were like friends or family were texting us about how things were going there. And I would say we remember we like ordered Omaha steaks because there was no meat here. And so someone told us or maybe I don't know, it was like we came up with things that we knew there was that was something we could do while we were in Hawaii to like prepare. And then we also owned a travel agency at the time. And that was very stressful. Too. Yes. That so too. all um, of that. It was it just learned a lot, grew a lot. So happy to be on this side of it. Absolutely. Okay. I liked this podcast. This was fun. All Me right. Too. Thank you guys for listening today. And I hope that you read the book, throw it back to you. I hope you like use it as a tool to like love your people more. And we're going to love you no matter what number you are. But if you're an eight or a nine and you identified with anything that we just said, you should let us know. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I would us. love that. Please tell us if you have more questions. Maybe we'll do a part two sometime and we can answer more questions about it. Yeah. Let us know. All right. You guys have a good day. Bye. Bye. The Bestie Breakdown is brought to you by Erica Slaughter and Shay Scholl. It's produced by John Reinhardt at Free Dream Studio. We love emails. Reach out to us at thebestiebreakdown at gmail.com. 